Green Junkie. I'm your host, Stephanie Moram. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Lonnie Brown about reducing toxins at home without sacrificing design and style. Lonnie, healthy home expert and founder and CEO of Entirely Eco and Wholesome Nest, helps parents design and create beautiful, eco-friendly, non-toxic homes for their families. Lonnie specializes in home design, which blends toxin-free living with interior design for a healthier and more comfortable home. Her certified organic eco-home shop has beautiful, eco-friendly home decor for the whole family. If you love learning new ways to reduce your impact on the environment and non-toxic living, please subscribe to the Green Junkie podcast on whatever platform you get your podcast. That way you'll never miss another Green Living episode. Hi, Lonnie. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. So let's just dive right in <laughs> to non-toxic living. So my first question for you is I'd love for you to tell the, you know, the listeners about yourself and about your family and kind of how you got started on becoming more concerned with toxins in your home. Okay. So I live in Denver, Colorado, and we've been here for almost four years, but before that I was in California and I have two small girls. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And I first got into green living, non-toxic living for the home when I was pregnant with my first daughter. I had lived a pretty sustainable and green life prior to, I mean, I was really focused on food and what I was actually consuming. And then I moved into personal care products. And so I was obsessive about reading labels. And so for like 20 years or so, I, I pretty much lived there. It was really just personal care products like makeup and shampoo and that kind of thing and uh, food um, and, and, and anything that I consumed. I didn't really start to look at the rest of my home until I was pregnant with my first daughter. And I think at that point I was I was shocked, but I also wasn't. It was one of those things where I was mad at myself for not looking into other areas of my home, like, you know, the flooring and the paint on the walls and the furniture and, you know, all the, all the decor, like elements that you have in your home and the building materials and everything. I didn't really, I never thought about that. And after like, you know, speaking with a lot of people who like live in this world, they don't think about it either because you're not, it's not like you're like putting your carpet on your skin every day. Right. Or you're not eating it. Right. So I think when we, whenever we're like rubbing something into our skin or when we're putting something into our mouths, we're a lot more conscious about it, but we kind of forget the rest of our home. (laughs) And so I started when I was pregnant, I started researching like baby mattresses and pillows and just blankets and, you know, clothing and all those things. And I was just completely shocked what I learned, what was in some of these products. And not only are they bad for the environment, but they're also bad for us as human beings. There's a lot of 
ingredients and materials that are, you know, endocrine disruptors, they affect your hormones, they affect just your sleep in general, they affect your respiratory systems. And it's all living in like everyday household decor items, like that you would never think about, you know, like flooring and paint and finishes and furniture and blankets and bedding, like all the things that you would never think about. This is going to be such a great conversation. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of soon to be moms or, you know, maybe they're on their, they're having a second kid is when they start looking more into these things. That's how I got started. That's exactly how I got started was I was pregnant with my daughter and I went down a rabbit hole and I just feel like sometimes we become more aware and we're like, okay, why are we buying this? Why are we being marketed to buy this, this, and this? Is it healthy? Is it not healthy? Are there toxins in it? Is there not toxins in it? So I love your story. And I just love how you came to the kind of the same realization as me. Just I'm going to start looking at like mattresses and stuff because like what's in it? (laughs) So let's just like have a, a full on conversation. Like I have so many questions for you. So you mentioned mattresses. You mentioned you know, kind of bedding and and pillows. So why is it so important that people switch out their, say their mattresses for better ones? And what do we need to look for? Yes. Yeah, so I think I like, cause there's, I feel like there's so many things in your home that you can, you can focus on. And a lot of people, they have the moment that I had when I, when I learned about all of this, I, I, I was literally sobbing, crying because I, all I was trying to do was build a baby registry and just figure out what I was going to buy for my, for my baby. And I didn't want to buy like all the stuff that you don't need because I'm not, I, I, I don't like excess waste. So I really was, I just want to buy just the, you know, the essentials, the things that I will really use, but even those things you research. And I was just like, this is impossible. Like I, w- I was literally sitting on the floor, like sobbing. And my husband's like, what is happening? Is, is this like pregnant? hormones. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, no, everything is toxic. Like everything is toxic. And I'm like, and the hard thing about these items, like you mentioned, like bedding and mattresses and pillows is that there is no nutritional label for these things, right? right? There's not like when you go and buy like lotion, there are ingredients that you can look that they have to like put the ingredients there. Now, some of the, some of the things are masked, right? Like if there's like fragrance, for example, that's just could be like hundreds of ingredients in that one ingredient. But for the most part, if you're buying a personal care product and if you're buying like a food item, usually there's like a label of of such that you can quickly see what's in there. But when it comes to like your, your bedding and things like that, there is no label. So you're really, it's like, you have to go down this rabbit hole of really trying to understand everything that's in this product, like a piece of furniture or a mattress, because they'll say, you know, when you buy a mattress, it'll say like maybe the main material, like, oh, it's, it's made of this. It's made out of the Tempur-Pedic foam or whatever. Right. But then you're like, what is all in Tempur-Pedic foam? Like, that's just one, that's just one material, but like, it could be, it's all these other things. And so with mattresses in particular, the one, it's usually made out of a synthetic foam, which is like usually typically like a polyurethane foam, which is petrochemical based, but not only is the foam bad, it's also is treated with like flame retardants and these flame retardants, you know, have been shown to be, to cause cancer. So there's like, they've been treated with these finishes and things like that, that are, that are regulated. 
because in order to sell a mattress, especially in the United States and in other countries, like you, it has to have some type of flame resistance. And the easy way to do it is to just apply a chemical to it to make it, you know, flame retardant. And so there's these, all of these chemicals that have been added to your mattresses and blankets and bedding, but there are natural alternatives. And so what I learned was that, you know, you can find these items that use like natural things, for example, wool is naturally flame retardant. So a lot of those organic natural mattresses out there, they'll be wrapped in wool and that actually makes them compliant for flame retardant, but they don't have this chemical, you know, finish on them. So the materials themselves you need to look at. So are they synthetic materials? which are like petroleum-based or petrochemical-based materials, which most foam is. So most of the cushions in your homes and the mattresses and anything that's foam-related usually is a synthetic foam. But there are natural alternatives such as natural latex foam, can like wool, there's like K-pop, there's a lot of different fill that you can put into cushions that are natural and um, not petrochemical based. And then again, any kind of finishes that have been applied. So like waterproofing, you know, a lot of times baby mattresses need waterproofing because like they have, they have, you know, accidents. And so again, it's usually a chemical finish that, or plastic or something like that, that's, that's been treated. That is what makes it bad. And then And the reason why it's that is it off gases. And so if you've ever like opened up a package of something that's been wrapped and you open it and you kind of get that whiff of, (laughs) you know, fumes (laughs) that come out of it. And sometimes they give you a headache, you know, you're like, whoa, what is this? And you feel like you need to air it out. That's, that's, that's it, but that's off gassing that's happening right there. And you experience it when you open up a package. And it's not to say that, like, if you open an organic mattress, there's not, there's going to be zero smell, but the, 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 the difference is that off gassing is when it's synthetic and when it's chemically treated, it's a volatile organic compound, which is a VOC. And that's actually shown to cause like respiratory issues, asthma, you know, all kinds of things. When you get a little bit of a smell from like a natural product, it's just going to be the smell of the natural product. Like you'll smell the wool, like you'll smell, like it'll almost smell sometimes (laughs) like an animal (laughs) for a little bit. Um, but like, but it's a natural uh, smell and it's not like a VOC off gassing that's happening. And if it's a VOC off gassing, a lot of times people say, well, you only smell it for like the first week (laughs) and then it kind of dissipates. The thing is, is that it's still off gassing. You don't smell it as strong as right when you open it, but it's still off gassing for years to come. And so it's important for bedding because your baby and you yourself, you're sleeping on those things for long periods of time. It's usually typical well, for babies. It's like 18 hours a day. Sometimes you're sleeping right on these things. And then even for us as adults, I mean, most adults get six to eight hours of sleep per night. So that's, you know, that off gassing and breathing that in while you're sleeping, when your body is supposed to be repairing and, you know, uh, you know, recovering and all of that, when you are inhaling those, those off gases, um, it kind of prevents your body from doing what it needs to do, which is restore and recharge at night. The old gods have fallen and the world descends into turmoil. But amidst nations rallying their armies, a nefarious cult hellbent on chaos and the new gods attempting to seize control of it all. A spark of hope arises. We are the agents of repair, and we vow to contest these evils. To make the world a better place, no matter what stands in our way. 
Listen to Venture Forth, a D&D podcast across all podcasting platforms. That was awesome. <laughs> I think one of the things that I I did um, you know, almost 11 years ago is when we needed a mattress, that was like a no brainer. We needed to go with like an organic mattress for my daughter. Then when Jackson was older, an organic mattress, and then we switched to organic. And that's like, I don't know if it's something that you recommend first, but I feel like it's, it's something I recommend, but sometimes it's costly. Right. So I always recommend like at least organic sheets. Like, what do you think about that? Like if say someone's in a position, like I'm not in a position to afford an organic mattress right now. It's just not in my budget for the next couple of months or the next year. Is it, you know, starting slow? Like, okay, like let's start with pillows. Let's go with the sheets and then move into the mattress. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I, I look at budget, but I, I mean, I try to push for the mattress as much as possible just because of, because of how long we're spending on there. And even it's great putting organic sheets on there is great because that's, what's actually touching your skin, but the off gassing still gets through sheets, you know, um, because sheets are breathable. So, but yes, I mean, you can only do so much. I tell people, I, what I try to do is I tell people you can save money, like, especially if it's like a, if it's a situation where you have a new baby and you're wanting to buy a mattress, there's so much stuff that you could get on a registry that you literally could just (laughs) avoid and just say, I'm like, you'll save money by not buying this and not buying this and not buying this, use this instead. And then you kind of find creative ways to like, to, to use your, your dollars towards the things that really matter, like a mattress. And so I, I'd rather people like forego all of this other stuff that they would, they would spend money on, on before their new baby and just buy the core things that like the baby's going to use a lot, which is a mattress. Like, I mean, 18 hours a day. So I'm like, forget all the toys, forget all the cute little clothing and forget like the, you know, wipes, warmers and the diaper genie and all those other things that like are not that critical, right? Save all that money and put it towards a great quality mattress. Because the thing is, is the, or at least the organic mattress I purchased, it was double-sided. So it was like hard on one side for an infant. And then on the other side, it was softer for a toddler. So like even to today, like my four-year-old, like still can sleep on it, you know? So it's not one of those things where like, it's your, your baby's only going to use it for the first year. It could actually, it could actually be used longer. Our crib, which we, you know, it's solid wood and has all the certifications and everything was pretty expensive. But again, the crib transforms into a toddler bed, then it transforms into a day bed, and then it transforms into a full bed by just buying like, like one little like piece after that. So the headboard and the front and the back of the crib become the headboard and the footboard of an actual full-size mattress. I mean, a full-size bed. So it's, you know, these products are a little more expensive, but they have like a lot more use long-term. So I personally think it's worth it to spend your budget on a good quality mattress for your baby. But like you said, if it's really just not in the cards, then making sure that their their pajamas that they sleep in, maybe you can't buy their whole wardrobe in organic cotton, but you you buy their pajamas in organic and you buy their bed sheet and uh, organic and maybe like their pillow in the pillowcase. Yeah. And I love how you said like being creative. I remember when I was pregnant with my daughter and I mean, we didn't have a huge budget, you know, but 
going through that process, like I realized, I'm like, I don't need all this stuff I'm being marketed. And I really, really wanted an atropedic changing pad. Like I really wanted one. It was like a hundred bucks, like 11 yeah. years ago. Yeah. I mean, a hundred bucks for a changing pad is a hundred bucks. I mean, yeah. I'm not giving it away. And my it's husband's still, like, it's still, it's still a hundred bucks after all these years. <laughs> and my husband's like a hundred dollars for a changing pad. I'm like, no, no, but guess what? We're not going to buy a changing table. And he's like, what? I'm like, I'm just going to carry this changing pad everywhere I go. I'm going to change her on the floor on it. I'm going to change her on the bed. I'm going to change her on the counter. I'm going to pop it in the car if I need it. So mm-hmm. actually we're saving money by me getting this. And he's like, that's fine stuff. Okay, whatever. And so it's being creative like that saying like, what's more important? Do I actually need a changing table or is it just like a fun thing to have, you know? And I I totally agree with the mattress, like totally agree with the mattress. You know, we spend all our time there and it's just such an important purchase. And I also like how companies are trying to be creative as well, where, you know, it's a baby bed, then it's a toddler bed, and then it's like a full bed. (laughs) So then you're, you know, putting that money out, but it's like long-term, it's not like for a year because it just seems so wasteful sometimes, like so wasteful. We actually got our mattress, which was super cool. It's a Canadian company here. And what they do is they do pods. So you buy like the mattress, but say my husband needs, you know, a firmer like mattress and I need like a less firm one. You get to decide. And there's like, I think it's four or six pods on the mattress. So then over time, if let's say wear and tear or whatever, and you want a new mattress, you don't actually have to change your whole mattress. You just need to change like this, the take the pot out or you're like, oh, I want a softer mattress and you have like a firm one. You just have to like remove that pod part and put that back in. So again, it's being creative. Like, okay, yes, I'm forking out X amount of money, but it's going to like pretty much last forever. And if you do need to replace parts of it, you're just replacing parts of it, not a whole mattress, right? Yes. Yes. That's, we have for my, my, we have a King bed and for our mattress, it's the same. We went with a Naturopedic for our for our, our, our King mattress too. And it's the same concept. They have those pods and you just unzip it. And it's the same thing. My husband went with medium and I went with softer and <laughs> it's so great that you can do that one. Cause it's, you can customize it really to you. But then, like you said, most mattresses you're having to buy like every 10 years, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you have to place, you have to replace the entire thing. So that's like also wasteful and bad for the environment. Right. And, but with these, with this new style, with these pods, it's just like a small little portion that you're replacing and, and without having to buy the whole mattress. So you're right. I I do believe that over time, if you think every, every 10 years, you got to buy a new mattress versus these little pods, which are like a fraction of like a whole mattress over time, you'll save a lot more money this way. And it's healthier and better for the environment. (laughs) And so before you casually mentioned in the conversation certifications, so when it comes to your mattress, let's say pillows, bedding and stuff like that, what kind of certifications should people be looking for? Yes. And I tell people like certifications are great, but they all like a lot of these certifications are for different things. So just because some, something has like one certification doesn't necessarily mean it's like 100% good in all the areas. So I always say like, take these certifications with the, you know, you have to look at them whole, you have to look at the product holistically. So So for example, for like cotton, I like to look at GOTS certified, right? Because they, they typically certify uh, cotton. They also certify, like now I think they certify some polyester and some other, some other materials. 
but their, their process is this, you know, this cotton is certified organic, meaning it's not, it doesn't use pesticides. It doesn't use, there's a whole list of like chemicals that can't be used in the manufacturing process. And with GOTS, the whole supply chain has to be certified. So like if you, if the, the facility that's making the fabric, you know, has to be certified. And then it goes to the facility that then is going to do the foam. And then it goes to the facility that's going to do the cut. And so the whole supply chain has to be got certified in order for the product itself to be got certified. So that's why sometimes you'll see an actual product itself will have got certified and it has that little icon on it. Mm -hmm. Other times you'll see a product and it'll say like made with GOTS certified organic cotton. That just means that the product was made with organic cotton, but the whole product itself is not got certified. So there's those things. And then there's like, for example, with furniture, there's green guard certification and there's, there's like, there's different levels. So there's green guard and there's like green guard gold. And this is, this is, Again, it's a good certification, but what it's certifying is VOC content. Um, so it's basically, you know, in order to be Green Guard certified, it has to meet a certain threshold of VOCs. It does not mean it's VOC free. If it, it has to say VOC free in order to be VOC free, so just because it's Green Guard certified, you can rest assured that it has very limited VOCs. It has to meet their standards, and the strictest standards is Green Guard Gold. But it, but again, if there's some fabric on that piece of furniture. Just because it's Green Guard certified, it doesn't mean that fabric is organic. So I would, you know, when I look at something that has both hard finishes that like would off gas uh, VOCs, I look for maybe Green Guard. But then if it has fabric, I want to look at like what's in the fabric. Has it been treated? Is it synthetic fabric? Right. So there's a lot of different certifications for different types of materials, for example. And so something that is, you know, so you're buying sheets, let's say, and it's one set of sheets says organic cotton, one says got certified. So is it got certified just like a better level of organic? Yes, it means that they have met the strict standards of GOTS. There are other organizations that certify organic, but I feel like GOTS is the standard and they have the strictest requirements. Uh, other sort of sometimes a product will just say organic cotton and there's right. no certification. And so in my sense, I don't trust that, you know, I like want a third party to <laughs> same, like, same. Ver- to like verify this for me, please. Like you as the manufacturer, like saying certified, like, or just saying organic, but it's not actually certified by another third party institution. Then I just don't trust it as much. I, I probably would trust it a little more than something that didn't say <laughs> that just said like cotton, for example, or cotton blend. <laughs> but so there's different levels, you know, um, but for something that I, I truly care about, I'm going to look for some type of certification just because I know that they've had to go through this process. And I, you know, like I manufacture some of my own products now, and like I went through that process and I know what it entails, you know? So, so like, and the fact that the whole supply chain has to be certified says a lot. So I like to look for the certifications if I really, really want to be sure, because these days organics, not regulated, unless it's a food, unless it's a food item where, you know, you have to have a USDA organic stamp um, for the U S like, if it's just like bedding and a sheets, it's not regulated. I could slap organic on there if I wanted to you know, and I, I could have just used a little 10% portion of organic something in there. And I could probably label it or, organic. You can't say certified organic, right? Unless it is certified, but you could label it organic, even if it wasn't certified. It's like, so shocking to me, like what companies do to like greenwash or like 
whatever wash, to- non-toxic wash, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> it's just so crazy what co- the levels that companies go to to literally dupe consumers and knowing that they're duping them, right? Like knowing full well that this product has like maybe 5% organic cotton in it. And it was probably the stitching, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. yes. It's just the stitching, but we can put it's organic because part of it's organic, right? It's just, it just blows my mind what companies are willing to do. The, and it's the mattresses too. This, this, well, it makes my skin like cringe. Um, but there's this new, there's this new, it's not new anymore, but like, I don't know, five to 10 years ago, there was all this hype about eco foam and soy foam. Mm-hmm. And I actually was like, Oh, let me look into this. Like, I'm really excited about soy foam. Like, what is it? I don't like soy in general, but like, I'm like, it's better than petrochemicals. Right. And I like started to do the research and it's like different names. It'll be called green foam. It'll be called eco foam. It'll be called soy foam. But what it is, is it's 90% polyurethane foam, which is really petrochemical, right? It's like, it's like your typical mattresses are made of polyurethane foam. It is 90% polyurethane foam and 10% soybean oil and soybean like product. It's just 10% and pretty much it's still very toxic and people they'll, they're labeling it green foam or better for the environment, eco-friendly, safe, all the terms. And it's just like major greenwashing. It's just very upsetting. And they're charging so much more for it. Yeah. It's pretty insane to me. Like just in all levels, when it comes to like clothing, when it comes to your personal care products, when it comes even to food, like, like there's just so much greenwashing. We could probably talk about this forever, but it just to hear you like, say like you can put something that's organic and it's not actually organic just to dupe the consumer. It's just, it's frustrating. You know what I mean? Because I know a lot about different certifications. I don't know everything, but I do my research and I get, you know, greenwashed sometimes going, oh my gosh, this is going to be a great product. And then I buy it and I'm like, eh, I was duped real bad. <laughs> so I just think of like the average consumer that isn't going to go research everything like you do or I do or whoever else. And they buy these products thinking they're better. It's just, it's frustrating. It, you know, must make you angry too. Like, and it's sad at the same time, you know, that these, these huge corporations just want to screw us. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, like it's so all about crazy. the money and it's all about the marketing. They know, I mean, they know that consumers are, are way more conscious these days. They, they know. Right. And so, and there's a demand for better, healthier products. That's why there's a lot of truly, really good brands now that are really you know, legit and actually trying to create better, healthier products. Um, and they're seeing that and they're taking away some of the business from these other, you know, traditional manufacturers and, and manufacturers are noticing this. And so they're like, okay, we have to do our version, but they're not actually willing to, you know, put their dollars to actually create better products. It's all shortcuts. And I'm like, if they, if they, spent the amount of money that they spend marketing, right. Mm -hmm. Trying to trick us. If they just use those dollars to actually make better products, like the whole world would be better, but they don't, they just, it's all about the shortcuts. It's all about their profit margins. It's all about, you know, making money and it's not about better products for the world or for human beings. It's just sad. And you can see it in the price, right? So if I go buy organic sheets, right. Like here in Canada, it's sometimes hard to get organic sheets. Like I really have to search for them versus like in the United States, there's a lot more companies that produce them. So 
I'm searching for it and I see the price. Okay. It's not cheap. But then you go to like HomeSense or something and they've got their organic sheets. I'm like, "Mm, why is there such a big, huge price difference? You know what I mean? And that's like also a red flag. Like, why is it $30 for organic sheets here? But I'm going to go to this company and spend like 200. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they're a legit, like, I want to save the world type company, you know, like where they sell only got certified products. They only Mm -hmm. sell bedding. They only sell like the mattresses. Like this is what they do. This is their wheelhouse versus like HomeSent or like another company where we have organic sheets and they're $20. And all these people are like, way, woo, awesome. And it's like, I don't know if they're actually organic. (laughs) Like I'm like questioning that. Like, why is it like 20 or $40 for these sheets? Meanwhile, I'm paying 200 from this company. Right. Right. Like it just, it doesn't add up sometimes, you know, like I get the whole thing. Maybe they're, they're ordering more sheets so they can bring the price down. But to that difference, it's just so mind boggling to me. And since we're talking about like organic, can you quickly just maybe touch on like the difference between like organic versus non-organic cotton? Like why is it necessarily better? Yes. So cotton actually use is is the one crop that uses the most pesticides out of any other like crop that's produced and manufactured. Um so like I think I think that I think I read a stat and it was like 25% of all the pesticides in the world get used for organic. I mean sorry for cotton. So with the so one with these pesticides, right, they are not only are they bad, but not only do they get embedded in the actual cotton, so there's no way to like wash them away. It's in, in the manufacturing process itself. These pesticides are chemicals and they just, they go into our waterways, they go into our soil. They're just everywhere. So they're, it, it's really, really bad for the, you know, for the, for the planet um, in general, the amount of pesticides that's used in cotton production. Also non-organic cotton also uses a lot more water in the manufacturing process because I guess, you know, the way that you have to manufacture cotton with all the pesticides and other chemicals involved, like you have to use a lot more water. So in general, organic cotton uses less water. It uses way less chemicals and the actual manufacturing process. Um, so in general, it's just, it's better for us because again, when it's on your skin and you have those chemicals and those pesticides and everything, which is ingrained in the cotton, because it was in the actual manufacturing of the cotton, there's no way to get around it. Um, and then in general, it's just, it's just a way, more wasteful manufacturing process in general and, and worse for the environment in terms of all the chemicals that run off and for got certified it, you know, it's not only just like it's not just pesticides. I mean, they have, and you can go on their, like the website, they have a list of all the things that cannot be used in the manufacturing of, of these products, not only the manufacturing, but even the putting together of the products. So like the, uh, you know, when you cut and sew and when you, you know, put things together, the whole thing has to be certified to not use any other chemicals. Cause sometimes maybe chemicals aren't used in the manufacturing, but it's used in the actual production once it gets to like the the facility. So that too, in terms of any kind of treatments or finishes or whatever, it all has to be certified. And so there's just a lot of chemicals that get used across the whole process, including dyes, right. Dyes and coloring and all, all of those things. And if anything's treated with like a stain remover or like there's a lot of fabric clothing that has like wrinkle free, <laughs> they, they market is like, Oh, wrinkle free. That wrinkle free was a chemical finish that was applied <laughs> to the fabric in the manufacturing process. And so there's just a lot of other chemicals that, that get introduced. And so for GOTS, there's like a list of 
chemicals and dyes and all those things that just cannot be used at all in any stages of manufacturing. And I just wanted to add, like when Lonnie's touching on like organic cotton versus conventional cotton, like it's also to think about the people working, <laughs> like yeah. what they're exposed to. Right. So if it's not good for us to sleep on, can you imagine the people that are touching the cotton, making the cotton like it's it's also not good for them, <laughs> you know, like yeah. so it's like you know, it's not good for the planet and it's not good for the people, right? You know, we've had this conversation a lot. Sometimes something that's good for the planet isn't good for the people and something that's good for people might not always be good for the planet, right? So Mm -hmm. I just feel like that's like, that's another conversation, but it's important to just, you know, throw out there, like somebody's making these products (laughs) and they're touching it and they're using the chemicals and they're using all these things that we don't want on our bodies, but someone's using them out there. So it's to think of those people. And also like, it's so true with the finishes because you would see like, let's say um, you're buying a t-shirt and like, oh my gosh, it's organic cotton. That's amazing. And then they have like some like sticker on it. And I'm like, I wonder what that's made of. I feel like that's probably like some like chemically made thing. You know, like when they put like stickers or something on your Mm t-shirts, but like, I love how Gert certified is like, no, 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 no. That also needs to be yes. Non-toxic. Yep. So a lot of companies do that. They buy like the organic cotton t-shirts and they sell them. And then all the printing on it might not be so non-toxic, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't have to be transparent about it if they want to. The t-shirt is non is organic, but they don't yeah. ever talk about the finishing. So that's why also I do like the GOT certified certified because I know like, and you know, and people buying it know that the whole supply chain is being audited and made sure that this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And when I, what they tell you. Right. When I went through my own process of manufacturing my products, I mean, it was like the, the, like the zipper, you know, and like not only the main, the main, you know, product, but like the little zipper and the stitching and the little, the little like wash care label on the inside, you know, that shows you, you know, that little label that says like, you know, wash cold water, like whatever, like even that little label on the inside has to be got certified, right? Like the whole thing, like every little piece. (laughs) And I I remember- I remember when you started that process and you were like, I got, I I think it was the pillows. And you're like, I told them that we can't use that label. (laughs) And you're like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I remember you telling me because it was, it was synthetic. So, cause again, got certified, they, they, they certify polyester and they also certify some synthetic materials. So it's, you know, if you're going to buy polyester, yeah, I want it to be got certified because at least even though polyester is a synthetic fabric, knowing that it went through that stringent certification process of just the pesticides and chemicals and the finishes and all of that, that's going to be better polyester. But my label (laughs) was like a synthetic fabric, but it was got certified. (laughs) And, um, but I was like, I don't want it. I'm not a fan of anything synthetic in general. (laughs) Um, and so we actually went through this process of, of not putting those, those labels, those wash care labels inside of my pillow that no one would really look at or touch, or it's on the inside. So it's not like it would touch your skin and it was got certified, but just knowing that it was polyester. And I'm not a fan of polyester in general, even, even if it's got certified, it's better for you and the planet. But like, I just, I want natural. I don't like synthetic materials. But that was an experience, you know, and, and we were able to find an organic cotton label um, and I paid a little more for it. But to me, it was worth it. Um, <laughs> but yes, going through that whole process, knowing that like every little stitch, every little thing has to be certified in order to in order for the entire product to be certified. 
So outside of like organic cotton, what are some other natural fibers that people can look for? Yes. So I like wool. I like hemp. Hemp is great. There's some controversy around bamboo, but now there are, there are some organizations that are certifying bamboo because bamboo is bamboo itself comes from a natural plant, obviously bamboo plant, but in order to get it to become a fabric, um, it needs to go through this like processing that needs to happen. Like, I think it basically, they take the bamboo and it like turns into like a type of gel and then they have to process it. And then it has to like dry out and and it becomes, it becomes like yarn or like thread. Again, I think bamboo is a sustainable crop. A lot of times these, these, um, these crops have to be shipped. So that's a whole other thing, right? Like if, if it can be grown locally versus if it can be grown, if it's grown overseas, but in general, like I, you know, I would go, I would go with bamboo over something that's just like purely synthetic, like, like nylon or something. But those are, those are typically my, my go-tos in terms of like fabrics that I, that I, that I look, look at. Yeah. And when it comes to bamboo, I've also been very skeptical thinking it's very labor intensive to take like a tree and all of a sudden, basically it's a, tree. a lot of processing. It's yeah. A lot and of then processing. all of a sudden it's like a fabric. I'm like, how did that happen? Is there like a magic wand? So I feel like it's way more labor intensive to do that. And also, you know, if it's not certified, I would assume like I could be totally wrong here, but just because it's bamboo doesn't mean they're not like using any sort of chemical on the finishing pros, like on the finished product, you know, flame retardants and stuff like that either. Right. They yeah. can basically do whatever they want. So again, I would imagine it's kind of a form of greenwashing. They're like, Oh, buy bamboo. It's so amazing. You know, it's, it's from a sustainable crop, yada, yada, yada. But what are they putting on the finished product? And so yeah. I love that maybe companies are at least coming out and certifying it. Is there a got certification for bamboo yet? So no, no, but, um, but I, I look at, uh, there are, there is bamboo that is Ecotex certified and that is spelled O E K O dash T E X. And this is a certification for, for textiles in general. So they will certify leather and, you know, all kinds of fabrics and with that, and there's like, they, they have their Ecotex 100. Um, and that's just like a list of 100 kind of chemicals, finishes, dyes, treatments, and the really harsh, harmful ones that are like known to cause cancer, known to cause birth defects and all the things, right. None of those can be used in the manufacturing process. So if I was going to buy something that was like maybe a synthetic fabric and it wasn't like organic cotton, for example, I'm at least going to look for the bare minimum, this Ecotex certification, because this is going to be your, your like nylon and your polyester and your leather and your bamboo. And, you know, some of these other fabrics, even just non-organic cotton can have an ecotech certification. So that's kind of like that next step down is like, okay, I can't afford organic or certified GOTS or whatever. But then ecotech is another really good one because you know that like these hundred, like really, really bad chemicals were not used. Okay. Well, that's really good to know. So for those people that are kind of like in between, right? Like I want to do better, but my budget isn't allowing it right now. So they have that like middle ground, right? Which yes, is- exactly. And it's in their ecotext. It's like, I think it's like 20 different institutes that like 
are involved in their, this like certification process. So it's a lot, I mean, it's truly third party. Um, and they're not backed by like, you know, some of these certifications that are out there, they're, they're just a joke because they're like certifications (laughs) by the manufacturers themselves. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't trust that. Like you're certifying yourself, right? Like you you created the certification to look good, (laughs) but like, this is one ecotext is one where it's literally like, you know, like, I think it's like close to 20 institutes that are like in Europe, which Europe has like the highest standards when it comes to toxins and chemicals and substances and things. And so there's like some, yeah, there, these institutes are like a part of Europe and Asia and some other places. And so it's a good one to look at as like a bare minimum. And there are, I mean, you can find a lot of ecotech certified things now. Um, it's, it's, you can find it everywhere. Like even just at like the regular big chain stores Mm -hmm. now for like pretty affordable. So that, that would be like my bare minimum. If I was going to buy like bamboo sheets or, or any kind of like synthetic other sheets, um, I would look for that at least. So we're coming to an end, (laughs) but we have to do this conversation again, because I had like other questions I wanted to ask you and obviously did not get to them. But so for the listeners, where can people find you, um, your website, social media, and you, you know, you mentioned you had created, um, some of your own products. So maybe you could just kind of touch on that briefly. Sure. Thank you. So I am at entirely eco on social. So on Facebook and on Instagram, I also have another brand that's a little bit newer. It's called wholesome nest. And I'm also, I have that on, on Instagram as well. And wholesome nest is really tailored to baby things. Um, so it's all about babies. It's all about nurseries. It's all about the baby stuff and entirely eco is broader. So it's the whole home so it's just, I kind of have separated those two brands because I have, again, I have like men that shop at entirely eco. And so they don't want to see all the baby stuff. So I, ha- I have two separate websites and two separate social media so that I can really go to town on all my baby things. Um, but entirely eco is my store. And so that's where I sell certified organic home products. So bedding, like mattresses, pillows. Oh, I just remembered like one of the other natural fibers I really like is K-POC. I think I mentioned it earlier, but, but K-POC is another, it's kind of like cotton and you can get it, you can get it um, certified too. Um, But it's another really good material for mattresses and pillows. But yeah, I sell lots of K-POC on my site, bath towels, um, you know, rugs and things like that. So that's entirely eco. And then I did launch my own line, which I'm really excited about. And um, I'm, it's our signature line. And so it's the, the name of it is Sanus. It's S-A-N-U-S. And it'll be, you'll be able to get it from my, my entirely eco.com site. And it is our, we've, we're first launching with a line of decorative pillows and I'm an interior designer. Um, and so when it comes to buying more eco-friendly certified organic products like, like decorative pillows and blankets and things like that, a lot of the industry is typically looks the same. It's a lot of those earthy tones, um, which is great because that kind of matches the style of like sustainable and eco-friendly. A lot of people like those earthy colors and earthy tones. And for the longest time, um, you really had to go with more natural colors from the actual, from nature, because the dyes are so toxic, but there's been a lot of innovation around dyes. And so now you could get actually colorful things. Um, and so I want to, because a lot of the, and I'm in a designer and I have a lot of other designers reach out to me and they're like, I really want to do non-toxic homes and more eco-friendly homes, but everything is the same color. They're all like earthy beiges and grays and, you know, like neutral greens and things. And they're like, can we just get some fun color? And so that's what my line is about. It's certified God's organic, the entire 
their product. Every little stitch is certified God's organic, but it's so colorful. We have yellows and reds and blues and greens and purples and pinks. Um, and so that's kind of the, the journey that I'm going down is to, to allow designers to really add pops of color into their designs and not have to have that same earthy tone look, which is a very great look and style, but it's not for everyone. And so I really want to make it a little bit more mainstream where people can have fun with color. Yeah. And I also, I was going to say, I also think a lot of like, you know, teens or tweens, you know, okay, great brown, green, but I'd like some pink or they want some orange. So that just, you know, opens up that door for them to have sustainable products, but also have the colors that they like. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's Sanus and we'll be, we'll be dropping that this spring and we have some fun colors and, um, Sanus actually stands for healthy in Latin. So that's kind of how I came up with that. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. It's been a great conversation. going to have to do this again. So thank you, Lonnie, for being here again. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So for more green living and non-toxic inspiration, you can listen to my other episodes, including episode 27, Eco Guilt, just number episode 20, which is six ways to detox your home and episode nine, how to reuse what you already have. Stay connected with me on Instagram at Green Junkie Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the Green Junkie Podcast on the platform you're listening on. If you're curious about zero waste living, sustainable fashion, or wondering how to read food, cleaning, and product labels, I've got you covered. For direct access to me, your green living expert, click the link in the show notes where you can ask me questions and get a customized plan on how you can live a greener life. Hop on a one-on-one call with me, or you can ask me your questions via email if Zoom is not your thing. I will be your personal hashtag green Google, and you can pick my brain. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next Tuesday, Green Junkie.